Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. Um, Garrett Jones, uh, 2004, uh, my man. You might not have known Garrett Jones is here because he's not wearing his cowboy hat. I know it's very alarming. Um, it's like someone's showing up to church with no shoes on. It's like, it's, where's your hat, bro? Um, but Garrett Jones, he, on, on Sunday, he was like, hey, I'm thinking about inviting some friends to church at some point. And I said, I don't know if, he, if you invited any friends, but I said, you should invite them this Wednesday because this Wednesday, we're gonna talk about why church is actually a big deal. Anyone who's like, I don't know, I, I come to church all the time or I come to church sometimes. Maybe church is a big deal. Maybe it's, I'm gonna talk tonight about why church actually matters and why it's actually a big deal. Why what we're doing here tonight, um, and hopefully you're gonna leave here and realize that church is so much more than what we're doing here tonight. And that's kind of kind of my goal of, of what, what I wanna help you to see tonight. Um, but why this thing actually matters. So if you got a Bible, go with me to two different scriptures. Uh, go with me to Psalm chapter 92. Psalm chapter 92, praise the Lord. Um, these are, uh, these, these are sermon notes right here that I, that I printed out for everybody that uh, I should probably use. Uh, Psalm 92, uh, I want to read, read a scripture and then we're going to go to one more scripture, Hebrews chapter 10, uh, Hebrews. And, uh, then then we're going to jump into this, but let, let me do this first. Everyone loud and proud. We need some group participation. Everyone say church. Church. All right. That was actually pretty good. I I was impressed by that. Now, now let me explain to you real quick. So we all have a context what church is not and what church is. Let's go to what church is not first. Church is not a building. Church is not a program. Church is not a product. Let me me repeat that because it it needs to sink in because uh, I'm gonna say it in a minute, but a lot of us, we think that's what church is. Church is not a building. Hey man, you go to church? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 130 Shoreline, uh, uh, 130, what's, what's the address? 130 Shoreline Parkway, uh, TK South Carolina, 29708. Yeah, that's, that's the building. But church is actually not a building. Church is not a program. Yeah, man, I, I go to church. Really, what does that mean? Well, we got like this Wednesday night like group thing that we do is called youth group. Like, it, like that's church. Church is not a program. Church is not a product. Yeah, man, COVID's been crazy, so I've been doing a lot of online streaming, doing some great devotionals that I got, and um, been, been having. Church is not a building. Church is not a program. Church is not a product. Here's what church is. Church is a people. This is what church is. Church is the people of God. Now, now, someone throw up, this, throw up the letter, letter C for me real quick. I'm super tired tonight, by the way. If I say number C, that's because that's my brain right now. Um, but, but there's the big C, little C. The big C, big church, capital C, is the global church. Every single person across the globe that has put their faith and trust in Jesus, the Bible says has been born again, born into the family of God. We have brothers and sisters and moms and dads and sons and daughters all over the globe. The church is the body of Christ. But here's how God set it up. Someone say, set it up. Here's how God set it up. God said, I'm, I'm gonna build like these, these local communities. So there's the global church and the local church. And here's what a local church is, just so we're all on the same page. The local church is a 
smaller community, let's call that LYC, that God put specific people in a specific place to live life together, grow in relationship with God together, but ultimately to have an impact and make a difference in that community. Now, this is a lot of setup, and, and, and I'm going to get to the, to the main points quickly, but it's important you see this. When, when Jesus left the earth, think about this. Jesus, he came to, from heaven to earth. He, 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 he lived this sinless, spotless life, but while he was here, he kind of like changed everything. Jesus, the Bible said, would go into a city and the multitude would show up because Jesus was doing crazy things. Jesus was preaching messages that no one had ever heard before. Jesus was preaching sermons that were literally changing people's lives. Dead people were getting back up and being raised to life. Uh, people's eyes were being opened. Jesus was doing some crazy things. And he had 12 guys, the 12 disciples, maybe you heard of them, and they had left everything. They left their mom, their dad, their new puppy. They left their jobs. They, they left everything to follow him. And they thought, yeah, like he's setting this thing up and we're going to take over. We're, we're going to take over things. And Jesus goes, guess what, guys? It's been real. I'm leaving. You're, yeah, I'm leaving. But the mission must go on. Because the mission is that all people would know there's a God who loves them that has given everything so they can be freely and fully forgiven and have eternal life in relationship with him. He goes, the mission may go on. And so, so if, if you go read, Jesus didn't hand his mission to, to a person. He didn't go, listen, tw guys, I love all 12 of you. But you're an idiot. You're kind of like all over the place. You're not consistent. So the, you know, you're, you're the best one. No, he handed his mission to a group that is called the church. The, the local church, hear me, the local church is the hope of humanity. The only hope for hum Jesus, yes, but the local church is God's instrument for change and transformation and, and bringing Jesus into a community. But here's the problem. So many people like you and I, we think church is a building, Church is a program, church is a product. You part, yeah, I'm a part of church, bro, for sure. Because I'm, I show up to a building, I attend a program, and I bought the merch. So I'm part, part of church. Now, why, Brandon, please tell me why. Why are you doing so much explaining? Because I'm going to read these scriptures. And when I read them, I want you to hear people, not place. Does that make sense? Let me, let me just read it. It'll make more sense when I read it. Psalm chapter 92, starting in uh, verse number 13 and 14, here's what the Bible says. Psalm 92, 13, it says that, drum roll please. Psalm 92, 13, I'll read it from my Bible. It says this, those who are planted in the house of the Lord, shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Kind of weird language, but it, it is what it is. Um, real quick, just poll by show of hands. How many of you, like, let's disconnect from God, disconnect from church, just in general, how many of you by show of hands, you would say, yes, I want my life to be good. Okay, that's like, Everyone except for Garrett. Garrett does not want his life to be good. Um, that makes sense, though, because you're not even wearing a cowboy hat. Um, okay, by, by show of hands, how, how many of you, Garrett not included, we know he's not participating, it's fine. Um, but, but I'm just kidding. By show of hands, you would say, 
not only do I want my life to be good now, but I actually want my life to keep getting better. Just show ahead. You, you want like, it, that'd be dope. If my life was good and it kept getting gooder. If my life was good and it kept on, the Bible says in Psalm 19, those who are planted in the house of the Lord, the, 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 the righteous, those who are planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish. Their life will be good. They shall flourish in the courts of our God and they shall still bear fruit in old age. They'll be fresh and fresh. In other words, their life will flourish and it'll just keep getting better. Now, when, when I read that verse, whether you did it consciously or subconsciously, here's what most people hear. Those who have perfect attendance in church, those who are a part of the program that's in the building and buy all the products shall flourish in the courts of their God. Have you ever gotten like mad frustrated at something before? Like, I, I don't know if, if you can relate. Um, I get frustrated at restaurants a lot. You ever get frustrated at a restaurant? Here's why I get frustrated. Because I feel like it's false advertising when the picture on the menu is not what I get on my plate. I'm paying money for this. You hired a photographer to take, like, why does my burger not look? That burger looks like it is a party. This burger looks pathetic. Like, I, I, I get frustrated. There are people that are so frustrated with church. Maybe you're one of them. There are people that get so frustrated with, with, with God. Maybe you're one of them. There are people that get so frustrated with the things of God. Maybe you're one of them. And here's why they're frustrated. They're frustrated because they go, listen, man, the picture on the box is not what I'm experiencing. What This verse says those who are planted in the house of God will flourish. I've been in church every single Sunday since I was born. My mom's made me be here and I'm not flourishing. This is what I'd like to propose. Could it be possible that, that it is indeed possible to have perfect attendance to be in church every single Wednesday, every single Sunday, to be a part of every program, go to every camp, every internship, every small group, to buy all the products and read all the books and yet not actually be planted in the house of the Lord? I would like to say yes, because the church is not a building. The church is not a program. The church is not a, a product. And how easy is it us, for us to attend church, be a part of programs, do the church things, and yet our life is not planted, interconnected one to, to, to another? Why is it sometimes that all of our best friends are outside of this building? I know there's nothing wrong with having lots of friends that are outside of this building. I think that's healthy. But why is it, why is it that some of our best friends are, aren't the ones who, who are, well, it, it's because we can attend a program. We can be, be, be a part of something in a building and, and, and purchase a product and yet not actually plant our life in a community. I was talking to my, my man, Isaiah DeBank on Sunday. And he said, yeah, so-and-so, I don't know this person. So I don't feel bad using this example. He's like, yeah, so-and-so, um, they don't really like doing like church like this because they just want to be able to like go to a building and hide. Isn't that our tendency? You know, like I'll definitely be a part of church. I just don't really want to be a part of like community like that. Yet the, the church is, is people. It's not a building. The Bible says those who, are plant, those who plant their life in community, 
will flourish and will bear fruit. Their, their life will keep getting gooder and gooder and gooder. All right, one more scripture, Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Um, it's probably not coming on the screen. That's okay. Hebrews 10 verses 24 through 25. Drum roll, please, while I find it in my Bible. Hebrews chapter 10. Good thing I am a fast flipper. All right, I'm good. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. Listen to what it says. It's talking about coming to church, okay? So listen to these words. Let us, someone say us, consider one another. Huh, that's interesting. I generally just think about myself. Let us consider one another in order to stir up or provoke. Do, do you have younger siblings, anybody? Do you, do you intentionally provoke your younger siblings? Yeah. I think that's the word I heard more than anything growing up was, Brandon, stop provoking your sisters, to which I responded, put it so easy. And it's so enjoyable. I love making them, you know, here, here's what sucks, is the Bible says you reap what you sow. And um, I have to discipline my kids like every five seconds because all they do is provoke one another. The Bible says, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Not forsaking Hold up, Brandon. Like, this is so freeing. I love this sermon because I'm going to go home and be like, yo, mom, I'm not doing church anymore. Nah, pa Pastor Brandon said church is not a building. Church isn't a program. Church is not a product. Take that, mom. Apparently, you don't know your, your Bible like, like you think you do. I'm, I don't got to go anymore. Church is the, we are. I remember one time, I, like, do you ever, like, do you ever just want to punch someone? Yeah. Like, have you ever just, like, oh, I want to. I want my fist to make contact so bad with your face right now. Um, when, we, when we first started doing like youth group stuff, there was this, um, this eighth grader. I won't say his name in case someone like randomly knows him or his family, but he, like, he always had something smart to say. I'll never forget. Um, I preached a sermon way back in the day about like what church is. And the next week I called him. I said, hey man, are you coming to church this, this week? And he goes, nah, man, because I am the church. And he hung up and I'm like, oh man, I talk about on a, out of context. But, but if the church is not a building or a product or a program, then what, what, well, because while well, the church is not a building and it's not a program, the reason we have a building and a program is to, to create community. So it's still a big deal. And he says, let us consider one another in order to serve love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of so many, but all the more encouraging one another as we see that day approaching. All right, so here's what I want to do. I'll title this message really quickly. Um, what are we doing here? What in the world are we doing here? And, and, and I want to give you three reasons tonight, three reasons uh, why, why church is a big deal and three reasons why actually you need community and community actually really does, does need you. Um, but on, on the, on the subject, have you ever been somewhere before and you don't know why you're there? Like, so you're like right now, shut it. Um, so I, I think I told you this before. I ran a marathon like four or five years ago. And ever since then, I think I have a superhuman ability to run. I don't. Um, I think that all, like, I don't have to train. I don't have to be consistent. I can just go run when I feel like it. And um, recently I decided I was going to run 10 miles. I did accomplish the feat, by the way. Um, but halfway through, I had this thought, what am I doing? 
Why am I, I am so bored, I'm so tired, my legs hurt, like every, why am I doing this right now? I think that can be our experience with church because we don't understand the things we're about to, we're about to unpack. What, okay, but, but why, why, the Bible says that if I'm planted, then I'll flourish. If I give myself to community, then my life's gonna keep on exploding the way God wants. But why? N- number one, I'm taking notes, write this down. Because church is family. Because church is family. Church is, is family. Um, Jesus made this like super radical statement, which, which by the way, um, if you don't think the Bible is entertaining or interesting, it's because you're just not reading with, with very, very, very good ears because Jesus said some incredibly controversial stuff. Like, let me give you an example. Jesus was sitting one time and um, I, I don't remember like if he was preaching a sermon or what the context was, but Jesus is sitting one time and, and he's surrounded by people who are listening, surrounded by people who have put their faith and trust in him. And someone shows up and someone goes, Jesus, your mom and your brothers are here. Has your mom or your dad ever showed up like the worst time possible? It's like, ah, no, I, I, I said, pick me up at 8.30, it's 8.15. Like, why are you early? This is a, he, it's like, hey, Jesus, your, your mom and your brothers are here. And he says this, he goes, my, my mom and my brothers, my family are those who do the will of my father. What was, what was Jesus disowning his family? No. But what he, what he was doing was introducing to you and I that what he came to earth to do is to create a new context for family. You know what I love about God? God says this. I think it's Psalm 67, maybe. Um, but, but the Bible says this, that God, one of his characteristics is he's always putting the isolated into family. That, that God's heart, God's heart is that no one is isolated. God's heart is that no one feels lonely. God's heart is, is that no one is on an island. And the Bible says God, his intention that we see fulfilled in Jesus is that God is looking for the isolated to put in family. We're not gonna read all the scriptures because I don't know if they'll be on the screen and I, is, we, we, we're short on time. But, but here's what the Bible says, that when we were born again, someone say born again. Born again. We, we, were, we were born into to a new family. When we were born again, we were, we were born into the family of God. We are now the children or the sons and daughters of God. And here's what that means. The church is not a program. It's not a building. It's not a product. Church is, this is family. That, that when, 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 I, when I look around, what, what I should think is brothers and sisters, moms, dads, like, this is going to sound crazy. Like, maybe it's an old show. Um, never mind. We won't go there. Like, stay on track, Brandon. But, but, but like, sons and daughters. Bro, I'm like 14. How can I have a son or a daughter? Like, that's like, I'm not the Virgin Mary, man. Um, be, be, because there are people who, 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 who need your guidance. There, there are people who, who need your influence. That when we think about church, we shouldn't think about a building. We should think about the family of God. Now, like th- this works on two levels because uh, you, might, you might not know it, but you need brothers and sisters. You, you need spiritual moms and dads. 
You, you need spiritual moms and dads in your life that have the ability to take you under their wing and to help you know and grow and mature into the fullest version of yourself. You, you, you need people that maybe you're only a year apart, but that, that, that they're like a son or a daughter in the fact that you're influencing them. And you're helping them to know God and to grow. Like this is family. And, and, and on two levels, this is where we miss out. We miss out because we attend a program, we attend a building, we're like we, we think church is a product, and yet we can show up to meetings, we can show up to buildings, and, and yet feel so alone. Why is that? Because we haven't recognized that I am not alone. This, this is my family. Second of all, we miss out because we show up thinking about ourselves. What does Hebrews say? Hey, when you get together, don't think about yourself. Like rhetorical question, I think I know the answer. Maybe that's assuming the worst. I apologize, but I think I know the answer. Um, if, if we took a poll, I wonder how many people could honestly say, before I came to church tonight, Brandon, I spent a little bit of time and I prayed. Well, I why would I do that? I'm, I'm coming to church so like someone can pray for me. Like that's your job, bro. You're a professional prayer. It's called being a pastor. No, no, no. I wonder how many people stopped and said, God, tonight I'm going to go be with, with, with my spiritual family. And tonight I want to be able to, to help somebody else. I want to be able to encourage someone tonight. So, so, so God, would you help me when I get to church to not be thinking about myself, but to be an encourager to someone else. I wonder how many people walked in here tonight having taken time to stop and consider that God doesn't want me to just sit in a chair, raise my hands, clap, make a constipated face in the bridge and take notes, but God actually has an assignment for me tonight. There's someone here that needs something from me tonight. There's someone here that needs the encouragement. God wants to use me. We, we, we don't think like this. And so not only do people miss out on what we have to give, but we miss out on the fulfillment that comes from being used by God. And so we leave. Yeah, that's, that's cool. It's fine. Ah, this, the, 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 the guy, the preacher, he's got big eyebrows and he's kind of scattered sometimes. I think you should spend a little more time studying. It, it, it was fine. But but we, we don't leave fulfilled. Yeah, man, I just, I don't know. Like I just wasn't feeling it tonight. What if being fulfilled in church had nothing to do with what someone was preparing to talk? What if being fulfilled in church had everything to do with walking into community going tonight, bro, God wants to use me to serve people. Interesting story. Jesus, he, he's, doing this. He's, he's serving. He's ministering to this woman at the well and his disciples go to McDonald's. P.S. Um, on the count of three, yell at me, what is your favorite item from the menu on McDonald's? One, two, three. Buttermilk, I didn't, I didn't hear anyone say Big Mac. Big Mac all day. You did. Big Mac all day. But the, the disciples go to McDonald's and they come back and they're like, Jesus, we got you the number one and some chicken nuggets. And, and he's like, actually, I'm good. I, I got food. Why'd you send us on a food run if you got food? And this is what he says. He says, my food, the thing that fulfills me is to, to do what I'm doing. Did you know that the greatest fulfillment in life does not come from being served, but it comes from serving? The greatest fulfillment in life does not come from getting, it comes from giving. The greatest fulfillment in life comes when you are being used by God to help 
others. And so often we miss out on the power of church because we think it's a program that we attend rather than a family that we're a part of and people that we were called to serve. Number two, you can jot this down, second thought, is that church is not only a family, but church is a body. Church is a body. I actually do want to read this scripture. I don't know if it'll be on the screen, but Romans chapter 12, if it's not on the screen, just listen as I read from my Bible. But Romans chapter 12, verses three through five, it is. Thank you so much. It says this, for I say, through the grace given to me to everyone who's among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Like, like, don't raise your hand. Have you ever walked into an environment before and, and you, you socially estimated you were the coolest person in the room? Has ever happened to you? Like you're walking in a room being like, eh, uh, this is maybe not my scene. I, um, I, uh, I think I'm the coolest person here. The Bible goes, don't, eh, don't, don't estimate or think too highly of yourself. Think soberly. Because God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. God's given everyone something. Verse four, listen to this. It says in verse four from my Bible, it says, for as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. Verse five. So we being many are one body in Christ individually members of one another. Did you know you have something to give? Did you know that you have a gift and you have a grace from God? Did you know that God, like like before you were born, he wired you with something specific. You can do things I can't do. You you are a genius in areas that I I will never even be competent in. You have just unique perspectives and a way to see something that I cannot do. We, We are the body of Christ. Have you ever, you ever in the middle of the night stubbed your pinky toe on a dresser or a door? Like, it's, it's the smallest little part of my body, yet it is so painful. Why? Because every part of the body matters. You, you, you disable one member of my toes, and I'm going to be walking with a limp. You know why, why I don't think the, the, the church shines brighter? You know why I don't think that the church is as beautiful as it should be and, the, and, and why we're not having the impact we should? Because there's a lot of people not doing their part. There's a lot of people who are like, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'll attend the program. I'll make sure to be in the building. I'll buy the merch, but I'm, I, I don't really want to like, you know, like be, be involved. But, but what you're missing is that we're not the same without you. I remember when I was playing basketball at the YMCA one time. It's amazing how adults actually don't grow up. How like adults can lecture, um, like Brandon, you're not in high school. You are an adult. Let me be in high school for a minute. How adults can lecture us to like, you need to be more mature. And then you run into adults that's like, bro, what? I was playing basketball at the Y one time. And this guy, he had to have been like, like, like in his 40s, an old, older guy. And um he, he didn't get a foul that called, was called his way. And so he picked up both the basketballs and he just walked out of the gym. And he went and checked them back into the front desk. And we're all standing there like, he literally took his ball and went home. There are so many people that when it comes to church, it's like, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take my, take, take my ball, ball and go home. You have something to give. Let's just go LYC specific. 
if, if God's called you to, to this local church community, you have something that only you can contribute. And until you contribute, we will not look, we will not make up the full image or picture of who Jesus is without you. And this is why Paul goes, hey, 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 you, you, I'm pointing at the empty chair because that person didn't show up tonight. You, stop thinking you're better than this thing. Stop thinking your, your ideas and plans are bigger than God's. Stop thinking what, what, what you have to give. You're, recognize we are all one body and I cannot be made complete without you and you cannot be complete without we, we're, we're the body. Last but not least, and Kimbo, you can come play and we'll, we'll close right here. But not only are we a family, not only are, are we the body of Christ, but we are an army. Church is an army. Church, church is an army. I heard someone say it this way, that um, before you knew Jesus, you were, uh, you, you were a slave. You, the Bible says you're a prisoner, a slave to, to sin. And the Bible says when you get saved, you're, you're free from, from sin. I heard someone say this, but they said, when you get saved, it's like someone takes your, your prison clothes and they exchange it for a uniform. They, 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 they take, take your prison clothes and they exchange it for, for army fatigues. Because w- whether you know it or not, the moment you gave your life to Jesus, you, you, you might as well have had someone say to you, welcome to the fight. Welcome to the fight. A couple of scriptures, Ephesians 6, 12, I won't read them. I'll just quote them as much as I can remember them. But Ephesians 6, 12 says that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We, we don't, no, no, no. Our fight is not people. Our, our fight is not all the, the, the bad people doing. It's a spiritual battle, spiritual fight. Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse three through five, that though we walk in the flesh, we don't war or, or, or we don't have weapons according to the flesh, but our weapons are mighty in God. They're spiritual weapons. We are in a battle. Who, who are we fighting? There is a real enemy. What, what are we fighting for? We are fighting for the souls of people. We're, we're, we're fighting for people. Every single person on this planet, let's just get real specific. Every single person in your high school, every single person in your freshman, sophomore, junior, senior class, every person in your middle school, every sixth grader, every seventh grader, every eighth grader, the Bible declares that God's desire is for them to know Him and to be saved. God's desire is for every single person that's that's breathing on this planet that they would know his love. They would know his goodness. They would know who he is. And and they they would receive his full and free salvation. That they they, they they would know him and they'd be free and forgiven of all of their sin. That they'd be healed, they'd be restored. They, they'd be, be brought to life to see what is the truth, the person, the man, Jesus Christ. Well, how is that going to happen? Let's, let, let's go back to the beginning. Jesus did not give his mission to pastors. Do, 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 do you want to know what my, what my job is? This will be fun. We have a couple minutes left. Um, I, I just need a couple just volunteers, just someone bold and brave. A um, couple people to tell me what they think my job is. 
And anybody you want to take a stab at it? What you think, think my job is? Come on. Mike, what do you think my job is? To bring you closer to God. That's a, that's a great answer, to bring you closer to God, okay? Someone else, what do you think my job is? Christina. To love, help, and counsel people. For sure, that's a part of it, yeah. Someone else, what do you think my job is? Besides from being awesome. Brad, that's not funny, guys. It's not funny. That's real, so I don't know. So, what? What'd you say? It's a little, little bit funny. Here's what the Bible says. My job is not to save your high school. My job is actually not the evangelism of your high school. My job actually isn't to see your friends get saved. My job actually isn't to like go to your school and see revival, to see the spirit, that's not my job. The Bible says pastors and leaders, their job is to equip the church to go do their job. Did you know that you have an assignment from God for your high school? I heard, heard, heard this pastor pre preach a message. Uh, he titled this, no one else is coming. How many of you would agree with me, um, like you're on campus, not me, that your high school or your middle school desperately needs Jesus? There, there's a lot of, a lot of wax that ha happening. The, 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 this guy, he preached, he said, listen, no one else is coming. You're it. Who is the hope of you? It's us, it's you. That, that my job is to equip you for your role because we are, we're an army. We're, we're supposed to be, be family. We're supposed to be the body of Christ. And then we're supposed to arm in arm turn around and be the army of God that goes forth and takes ground, that goes forth and sees, sees people saved, goes forth and sees the love and the life of Jesus move into dark places. I, 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 I don't think that's possible. I'm gonna tell you, tell you one story and, and then we're, we're gonna be done. I'm gonna pray and we'll, we'll close. But um, I have a friend that he is, he's like 10, 15 years older than me. Um, but, but when he was a senior in high school, he got radically saved. And, and, and he just felt such this burden in his heart that I'm, I'm supposed to do something for, for my school. So you got a couple of his friends and they just start praying. God, God, God move in our school. God move in our school. God move in our school. We're gonna start a Bible study. They, so they, they start a Bible study at lunch in I think the band room or something. It's five people. Just praying, God. And, and by the end of the school year, they had to move to the gym because there were over 500 people from their high school showing up every single day at lunch to hear about Jesus. People were getting radically saved. People were literally being physically healed. People's life, their, their whole high school began to, to flip. Why? Because a couple people realized, yo, 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 yo. I, I, think, I, think, I think we're supposed to be the army. I, hey, I don't, think, I don't think anyone else is coming. I, I, I think if not us, then who? I think if not not now, then, then when? I, we're the army of God that's been given this power and the spirit of God to lock arm in arm and to go into dark places and reach people. 
can, can, can you imagine? It's like, Brandon, you said the last thing. I know, but you guys made fun of me, so I can say one more thing. Can, can, can you just for a minute imagine how good this could be? I go back to, to my restaurant analogy. Like when I get, when, when I see the picture on a menu, I imagine how good that, like that's, we're getting that right there. That's, can you imagine how good, how powerful, how fulfilling, how, how, how life-changing church could be if we got this? If everyone's like, all right, cool, no, no, I'm, I'm in, this is family. And, and, and so I know I might not even like everyone in this room, but we're brothers, we're sisters, we got spiritual, like this is family. If all of us were like, you know what, you know what, you know what, my, my bad, my bad guys. I have been kind of acting like I'm above this, but actually I'm called to this. I, I, I got something to give. I've been kind of holding it back, but, but God's actually given me this gift and I want to use it to build his church. What would happen if we, as the family and the body of Christ, went, guys, 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 we're going to change our freaking schools. Like, let's like, let God do something. What would happen? I'll tell you what would happen. The world would begin to change around you. Do you know how I know? Because this is what happened in the book of Acts. Like, you want to read a cool, go read the book of Acts. The book of Acts is dope. Be, because the book of Acts, this, this little group of people that just got inspired by the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit. They, they, just, they just are actually living this out. And here's what was said about this people. They would come to a new town and people would go, oh, okay, everyone brace yourself, why? Um, I don't know what they're called. I think they're, they're, they're called the way, maybe, maybe, I don't, I don't know. But all I know is everywhere they go, they're flipping the world upside down. Do you know what the most attractive thing was in, in the, it, it was the church because the church wasn't a building, because the church wasn't a program, because the church, wa the church was a people. The Bible is like, how crazy is this? Can you even imagine? The Bible says that everyone in this community, they considered each other more than they considered themselves. And to make sure everyone had everything they needed at all times, people were selling their stuff. Yo, man, I just, I just got these new Jordans, but I'm gonna put them on eBay tonight to make sure that you, you gonna have, and, and, and this community was so, so alive that everyone, everyone around this community was like, we don't know what that is, but we wanna be a part of that. And God was drawing the world to himself. Why? Because the church was being the church. The church was acting like family. The, the church was making up a body and the church was an army that was going forth and actually ch changing things. Well, Brandon, how do we do this? How do we do this? Um, it starts with you. It starts with you. I actually can't do it, um, which is incredibly frustrating um, because if I could, if I could do it, I, I, I would, but, but it, it starts with you. It starts with, with you and I going, all right, from my heart, I'm just gonna start leaning in. I'm, God, God help, help my heart to lean in and go, God, this is, this is family. Help my heart to lean in and go, what, what can I contribute? What can I give? What, how can I encourage? God, help my heart to lean in and say, God, help me when I go to school to be part of this army that will tell the world the good news of a God who loves and saves. 
We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.